Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello to all our wonderful friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We have a fun and hopefully profound show for you today. We're calling this episode, Your Psychic Development, Stepping Up Your Communication Skills. Yes, all of your psychic development is based on your ability to communicate and relate to yourself, others, and everything. All too often, a lot of people amongst the general population seem to jump to an assumption that psychic abilities are limited to seeing the future, mind reading, or talking to the spirit of the deceased. Of course, those of you who are interested in our show and tuning in already know that psychic abilities are so much more far-reaching and all-inclusive. We've said in many past episodes of our show that the term psychic merely means of or pertaining to the soul. Therefore, psychic abilities is another way of speaking about the intrinsic abilities of the soul. Furthermore, contrary to some people's belief that everyone has a soul, everyone is actually everyone actually is a soul. And that's why everyone is psychic to begin with. In this world, however, most people, even to this day, may not be aware that they are psychic through and through. None of us would be alive here if we weren't. So what does your psychic development mean? Well, simply put, it's the development of who you are as a spiritual being. A huge part of it is in relationship to developing an essential aspect of your beingness, your awareness. After all, you wouldn't ever experience anything if you weren't aware. Nonetheless, it's obvious, isn't it, that there are some people who are more aware than others. Not only that, but people are more aware in a certain area of awareness and less aware of others. There's that classic stereotype of the math genius who can't tie their own shoelaces or are totally inept in social situations. We all tend to have areas where we are more aware of and those that are much less aware of than other people are. We hope that construction workers and heavy equipment handlers are very aware of their physical surroundings because otherwise they could be a danger to others and of course themselves. We might expect airline pilots to be fully aware of the instruments in the cockpit at all times, along with the condition of the plane that they are flying, but couldn't care whether they are great cooks or not. These few examples of awareness are mostly focused on the physical plane of our lives. Yet, even amongst those who deal strictly with the physical in their professions, 
if they are completely unaware of other levels of awareness, at the very least, they would be at a great disadvantage and not able to excel in what they do. On any sports playing field, especially at the professional level of competition, the most successful ones invariably have a greater mental awareness of the sport than those who merely excel in the physical. There are medical doctors and then there are medical doctors. They may all have the requisite medical information and know-how, but invariably those who trust their intuition tend to succeed in helping their patients far more. We have quite a few doctor friends who all draw on an excellent knowledge of medicine and their area of expertise, but they each rely heavily on their intuitive knowing in making their final decisions. The entire warp and weft of the tapestry woven by human life and experience depends upon the development of the soul that animates everyone. And what weaves that entire tapestry is our ability to communicate. Such psychic abilities as clairvoyance, telepathy, clairsentience, intuitive knowingness, healing, precognition, teleportation, telekinesis, materialization, and so much more are all different aspects and applications of awareness and communication. Well, yes, um, even your ability to meditate requires development of your psychic awareness and ability to communicate. In your solitary meditation practice, you may not be seeking to communicate with the outside world, but you are turning your awareness within to communicate with your inner beingness, your spiritual essence, if you will. Learning to meditate is crucial to anyone seeking to communicate with God. Why? Because the way inward to God is through your ability to communicate with your inner self first. You can only get through your inner being to reach God. Both meditation and prayer are very refined forms of communication. Both are essential aspects of your soul development. Historical texts are replete with descriptions of prophets, mystics, yogis, saints, and other highly committed spiritual seekers, tending to lead much more of solitary lives. Yet isn't it fascinating that many of those who did lead more solitary existences inevitably ended up in the center of a community of seekers gravitating toward them as they became more awakened. Some of them even became the focal point of much unwanted political attention. (laughs) So much for the life of a hermit who just longed to be with God. So, hmm, (laughs) what could that mean? Well, as you get closer in communication with your inner spirit self and with God, the more you will discover that God is not only within you, but within everyone and everything all of the time. Yet, in this world, 
the world we live in currently, God can only communicate as the limitless and eternal energy presence we might call spirit. That's why various scriptures around the world tell us that to communicate with God, we must do so in spirit. And the moment we begin to seek that which is absolute, limitless, all-loving and far more powerful than who we might believe we are at the time, we embark upon our long pilgrimage inward of step-by-step psychic development. Otherwise known as soul development. I've observed so many young and old people invalidated, confused, and disappointed that they were leading lives that didn't amount to anything or much, believing that success in life was measured mostly by external accomplishments. Yet I've learned long ago that the true purpose for life here in this world wasn't to amass anything in the world, whether they were material wealth and possessions or great worldly accomplishments and success or the most public recognition and awards. There's nothing wrong with having any or all of that, of course. Yet they aren't the reason for you being here. The real measure of your success in life instead is how much you've developed as the immortal soul that you are. No one is capable of having a so-called nothing lifetime. You know, I've heard so many people, especially young people these days, saying, this, I'm, I'm, there's, I'm not doing anything. I, nothing is happening in my life. Nothing. I've got a nothing lifetime going. <laughs> Every life experience, no matter what kind it is or how harshly society or you may judge it, is gold that you as a soul needs to extract from the ore in which it's embedded. It's fascinating that in the physical world of precious metals, the element mercury is used to extract gold from the ore. Hmm. Mercury, the planet, is known in various cultures throughout history as representing communication. So for you to extract the gold from the ore of your life experience, guess what? You need to communicate. As you do that, you gain the gold of your life experience, which we can call wisdom. So even what may seem like the most ordinary of life experiences, if you develop your ability to communicate inwardly first with yourself and then outwardly with everyone and everything else, you'll gain the enormous success of enlightenment, freedom, and true fulfillment. Some people wonder why I seem to take life's seemingly big challenges in fairly even stride. You know, it's got the bumps and everything, but most of the time I'm I pretty well surf the surf the waves. 
<laughs> it's not because I'm so different than anyone else or that I'm an alien visiting from the outer reaches of the galaxy. <laughs> so you think? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, my mother did say that I, I wasn't really born. I was hatched yeah. <laughs> or, or dropped off by the, <laughs> not the stork, but anyway. Hmm. <laughs> it's just that I've learned throughout my life so far that everything that happens in my life, whether I initially like it or not, whether I want it or not, is for me to learn from. Yep. I'm sure many of you have heard someone telling you that some unpleasant thing they were doing to you was for your own good. <laughs> or that it hurt them more than it hurt you. Well, everyone's entitled to their own opinions, right? Yeah. But for me, I know everything that happens in my life is ultimately for my own good. So I've learned to not look a gift horse in the mouth. I'll feed it water, hay, and some... <laughs> You know, juicy carrots instead. <laughs> so going through my current healing adventure with cancer or more specifically acute myeloid leukemia has certainly been not only a total surprise, but quite the challenge. Yet in the past seven months, I've come from a few steps away from death's door to doing well and living a fairly full life. And I have not only Raphael, but a whole community of diverse souls, both incarnated and not incarnated, to thank for that. How did I get to be so lucky? Ah, once again, it gets down to communication, doesn't it? Without communicating, we can't develop much of a relationship with anyone or anything, right? Yet, the more we are willing to communicate, both inwardly with ourselves, as well as outwardly with the world and everyone in it, the more we can progress in cultivating wonderful relationships of every kind and on every level. So then, how have I endeavored to step up my communication skills throughout my life so far? As continuing to do so every day. <laughs> well, I realized early in my life that communication is the true magical incantation that opens all doors that lead to the limitless and eternal oneness that we might call life or truth or divine love or freedom. That undivided oneness is the one and only wellspring of everything and anything we seek or need here in this world. That's the real one-stop shopping center. Sorry about that, Amazon. <laughs> Why bother looking anywhere else than that? The more you learn to communicate as the spirit that you are to the same one spirit 
that gives life to everything and everyone, no matter what they might look like on the outside, the more completely that door opens to you. That's the true meaning of healing. In every choice we make in living life in this world, we either divide ourselves from that wholeness and further isolate ourselves, or we heal ourselves back to the wholeness that makes all healing simple. And that's basically what spiritual growth is all about, isn't it? Yeah, finding yourself back to where you began, undivided, whole, limitless, and eternal. Yes, communication is very, very important. And one of my favorite phrases in the whole wide world to people who help to service us in some way or another is, communication is king. I used to say that to our gardener all the time when we were living in Mount Shasta, when he wouldn't communicate with me about things. And, you know, external communication is really the very beginning of this, where you have your contact with your family, you know, from the time you come out of your mother's womb and you say, you know, wah, 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 (laughs) to learning to talk and being able to get what you want, so to speak, as a little baby. And then as you get older and start to um, re-educate yourself as a soul in this plane of existence, you start to learn what else you're interested more in your inner beingness. And we will definitely be exploring more of this in the rest of this show, of course. So when you start to turn inward, that's when you find out, you know, what what is it I truly am looking for in this life, you know, when you ask yourself questions rather than just blindly doing your day-to-day things and, and uh, you know, going to work, coming home, going, watching TV and going to bed and going to work the next morning and, and in that whole cycle. So we'll talk about that a little more as uh, our first break is coming up. And this is the time that we like to tell you about things we have going on. And it'll be brief, so don't go away. We're excited to let you know about our brand new Learning Sanctuary for the Soul website. It's called livethemiracle.com, and it is now up and running. So far, it houses two of our most comprehensive audio self-study courses and series of classes for those uh, of you who are interested in going deeper into our teachings. Then over time, we'll continue to add all of our mastered audio seminars, classes, retreats, and courses to make this site a complete audio, video, and text self-study learning campus for your spiritual and psychic growth, healing, and development. It will in time house pretty much all of our teachings that have been recorded and produced available for purchasing and downloading or studying online. We heartily welcome you to check it out. We'll be right back to continue with your psychic development, stepping up your communication skills. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, 
You'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. And to all of those who are just turning into our tuning into our show, Welcome aboard. In this episode, we've been exploring how your psychic development depends on you stepping up your communication skills. It's a really big topic, so let's get right back to it. So I was, uh, just before the break, talking a little bit about when we're born and we learn to communicate our needs through crying and that sort of thing, and then eventually we learn words and uh, we also learn about how complex this world is and how a, a word or two can be taken one way or another. Um, there are whole colleges out there that teach uh, what we call communication skills for outer communication, you know, such as peaceful communication or conscious communication and so forth. And those are really good things, for, especially for people who... Uh, let's say, respond to things in the way that they were taught to as children and they want to break some of those patterns. Let's say someone who was raised in an area of discrimination or something like that, getting that out of their communication. But I found uh, for myself, I'm, I started out as a very shy person and not that willing to speak out loud to people until I was a lot older. But one of the things that attracted me very much as the idea first as a child in prayer and the other was in meditation because being within myself as a quieter type of a person was more comfortable and learning to be external in my communication was more uncomfortable but as I I didn't get to my meditation training until I was 30 years old and had a lot of bad habits in all levels of communication but what I learned when I started to consciously go within myself and consciously get beyond all the noise in my head was to learn to discern what was mine and what is not mine within myself. And it's really interesting when you first, for a lot of people 
who, especially who grew up in the East, you close your eyes and you sit down and it's like a, a cacophony of noise in there of little phrases and things that you're worried about. And did I <laughs> turn the dishwasher off or uh, whatever, or the faucet? And eventually, as you learn to quiet those all that noise, you carve a pathway to your inner being, that's when you start to really have an amazing connection with all levels of spirit. And for me, before I learned to meditate and was able to get a little quiet, one of those communication skills for me was to be able to recognize the communication of my pets at the time, <laughs> animal communication. You know, you have uh, levels of communication that people have created, such as the baby whisperer or the the horse uh, whisperer and so on. These are people who have tuned into a particular band of energy. And even with babies, you know, you can look at body language too, because that's communication. That's how a lot of how animals communicate, as a matter of fact, along with a level of telepathy and exchanging pictures. Uh, our own cats love to communicate <laughs> to me when they're hungry and because sometimes I ignore them because they start to bother me an hour before their dinner time or whatnot, is they come up to me right up to my face and then they lick their chops. <laughs> <laughs> That's an outer communication. But I already have heard their communication because they come, they send the picture to me of their food bowls and eating. And so, you know, these are fun, especially if you're at the beginning of your path discerning the noise in your head, moving away from, let's say, the voice of your ego. That's the that's the voice that criticizes everything and wants to knock it all down. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Why are you so stupid? <laughs> you know, why are you so fat? You know, why is your hair not very good today? You know, and it also projects that onto other people, too. But as you recognize, okay, that's the voice of the ego, and that's a loud voice. But that's not your voice. Your own voice is what's often called the quiet, still voice. And that's the one that tells you the truth about everything. So, for instance, if you're uh, dating someone who's not really someone you should be with, you hear that voice. But most of the time, because you're, you know, really attracted to that person, you don't want to hear that. So you listen to the voice of the ego that says, ooh, la, la, I want to go after that person. <laughs> so discernment and also how do you handle the louder voices that really are not yours? Um, and that's part of what this show is about. Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, when Raphael mentioned our kitties, uh, especially our little uh, very beautiful uh kind, gentle, uh, <laughs> mystic, who's a Tonkinese. Uh, female. Female, the, the mixture uh, uh, of um, Siamese and, Bur and Burmese. Yeah. And apparently, of, of course, Siamese are known for their talkativeness. Well, she's never afraid to communicate. This morning, Raphael uh, realized the, the mistake she made of letting her have a little taste of whipped cream <laughs> the other day so ever since then mystic has become a a, a stalker uh, stalks uh, Raphael every time she knows when Raphael likes to put a little whipped cream on her tea and stuff 
And so she's right there. (laughs) Very persistent. Now, you might go, okay, that's annoying, but she's not afraid to communicate. She's not afraid to say, hey, this is what I want. And, and And then we both hear her communication as well as see her communication very clearly. So it's not like, we don't know what she's saying. <laughs> it's very clear. And she's very clear about it. But here's, here's the thing about, you know, what happens to your ability to communicate? Raphael was talking about her childhood growing up as a shy kid. Well, guess what? I'm positive that she wasn't so shy when she was born. Right? Every parent knows there's not a shy uh, uh, newborn or a infant in the world. When they want something, wah, you know, they're uncomfortable. Wah. <laughs> they don't like something. Wah. It's the, the problems that adults have is they don't know how to listen, how to see and hear what the baby's saying, what the soul incarnated in that baby body that hasn't learned to speak your language you know your the words and everything of your language yet that requires quite a bit of you know training and practice to to get there first you gotta get your everything working you know physically but so when just like with mad uh, mystic saying, I want that whipped cream. Where's my whipped cream? <laughs> you've, you've made me into a whipped cream addict. I have to have my fix. It only took two doses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like heroin, right? So anyway, she, there's no problem with our communication. But what do we do as, as a, the people that are able to respond to her? Well, sometimes... It's not, we know, we learn, okay, that was a mistake. It's not good for you. It's not been helping you in your health and everything else. So we're going to have to wean you off of that. Okay. So we got to communicate with that being, with, with whether it's a mystic, the cat, or a baby who hasn't learned to speak your language yet. You got to communicate. It's not that. You know, a lot of times we get either annoyed, but if you look at why do we get annoyed with that, it's because you love that child or you love the cat or you love the person, but you can't give them what they are asking for because it's not right. It's not good for them. And you want to do the best for what what that person's asking for. Uh, Children do that all the time, right? I want this and I want that. And and the parent has to go, well, a lot of times the parent has to go, no, not now. Or, okay, you can have dessert, but not before dinner. It has to be after dinner. Uh, things like that. Or they want the most expensive uh, video game in the universe. <laughs> oh, I want my new virtual uh, whatever goggles. And and it's only thirty six thousand thirty six hundred dollars. <laughs> well, you know, if you earn your own money, you can go buy whatever you like. But we're not going to get it for you. It's 
that communication has to be there. But when we, as the provider, as the giver, as the healer, as someone who really wants them to be happy, wants them to like you, wants them to, you know, whatever, not get upset or disappointed, and you go, but I, I, I can't give it to you, so I feel guilty. Ah, oh, then you shut down. They're not having a problem communicating. You're having a problem communicating, right? You're, you're going, well, I don't want to be the bad guy. Or I don't want to hurt your feelings. And this is what I see all the time portrayed in our culture, like pretty much every show, every book that I read or, or look at, you know, show that I watch or whatever, movies, everything. When they portray, especially young people or even older people who are trying to have a romantic relationship. Wow. All the stories are about problems they have and, and fiascos that they create simply because they don't, one or both of the parties don't know how to communicate or refuse to communicate because. And, and the biggest reason why people refuse to communicate is not because they're incapable of communicating. No. Every, like I said, everyone when they were newborns and early babyhood didn't have a problem communicating. Ah, oh, but they ran into the problem of other people hearing you. Other people reacting to your communication in a way that wasn't intended by you. You know, when a baby is crying, let's say for because the baby is uh, uh, afraid. And if the parent or the adult taking care of that child misinterprets that communication and just starts to feed them. Here, have a bottle. Well, yeah, if you stick a bottle in a baby's mouth, they can't cry anymore, <laughs> right? So it shuts them up. Or a growing child, and I, I need some communication. I need some attention. I need some love or whatever. Okay, go watch the video or go play some video games, whatever. Get out of my hair. I can't deal with you right now. Oh, we've, we all go through that. I can't give you what you're asking for. But that doesn't mean you don't know how to communicate. It just means not only can I not give you or don't want to give you or can't give you what you're asking for, I'm guilty. I I'm, I'm feel bad that I can't. So you have to go away. Ah. No, it still requires communication, but it doesn't have to be the communication that you might expect. You have to give that, you know, the communication of, okay, here, have some. No. Sometimes the communication is, no, it's not good for you. You can't, I'm not going to give that to you. But a lot of times, that's not the real communication. Just like Raphael said, the external part is just the expression, the manif outer, outer manifestation of the inner communication. 
If the inner communication is, oh, I don't want to be guilty. Oh, I don't want to feel bad. Oh, I don't want to upset you. And the outer expression of that is giving them a cold shoulder or not saying anything. Then the communication remains at like a brick wall, <laughs> psychically speaking. But the communication always starts inside. On a psychic level. So what are you what are you communicating to that person psychically? What are you communicating to that person as the spirit that you are? Inside. Not with your mouth, not with your gestures, but with your energy, with your thought, with your awareness, with how you feel. Ah. And that always starts with your communication with yourself, your relationship and your communication with yourself inside. If you're mistreating yourself inside, there's no way you're going to be able to treat the outside person, the other person, with kindness and compassion and wisdom and the whole bit. Ah, Because they're all like everybody's psychic. Especially little kids and animals are very psychic because that hasn't been limited yet in their own mind. So they feel where you're at. They see where you're at. They're hearing where you're at. They get the communication. And so whatever you do that's contrary to that on the outside, they know. That's not where you're, you're not telling me the truth. You're just giving me the cold shoulder. You just think I'm I'm a lousy person, whatever. Ah, so communication goes deep. And all your psychic abilities are within, deep within you, as the soul, not as a body, not as an intellect. And so that's well we'll we'll continue after the break. <laughs> We're in our second break already, if you can believe it. And we wanted to remind you that our new learning sanctuary for the soul, which is at livethemiracle.com, it's livethemiracle.com, is now officially live, along with our new Patreon site. Also, Michael's newly redesigned and improved official YouTube channel is operational as well. We'll continue to upload new material over time on each of our new sites. Please check them out at your leisure for lots of treasures. For easy access to any or all of our various online sites, you can now go to our brand new Linktree. You know, Linktrees are a new thing right now. It helps you to get in contact with everything someone is doing online. And ours uh, is titled as follow, as follows, living-the-miracle.card. Co. We'll be back with you shortly to continue with your psychic development, stepping up your communication skills. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. 
Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's wonderful to have you back to today's episode on your psychic development, stepping up your communication skills. All your soul or psychic abilities and awareness essentially come from deepening and expanding your communication skills. So let's continue our exploration of your soul growth as stepping up your ability to communicate on multiple levels. And so I was talking earlier about being a shy kid. And one of the things I realized as I got older was my shyness wasn't, uh, you know, some I, I heard recently that they're trying to make shyness a psychological problem <laughs> the children have. But what I discovered my shyness was about was oversensitivity to everything, being tuned into so many things. I grew up in a very loud Irish Catholic family, a big one too. And sometimes everything just felt like... Uh, it was so loud when I became a teenager, listening to rock music could only drown it out. <laughs> it was so loud. But, you know, I realized later that it wasn't just the noise of the children or our parents yelling at us and stuff like that, but it was the energy. It was the energy. And um, I would often, you know, if somebody had a really strong energy, I would often withdraw back because it was too much. So as I got my psychic training, I learned that everyone is communicating all of the time. Even if they're sitting there like a lump on a log, they're still communicating. And as a sensitive person, I could often pick up what that person's energy was communicating, such as it might be saying something outwardly like, leave me alone, don't talk to me, that sort of thing. And, you know, like if I'm on an airplane and sitting next to someone like that, I will, I'm the kind of person that will actually respect that unless they start talking to me. And then that's permission, right? Or unless I have something to say to them, like, um, I need to get into the seat next to you, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. 
So the communicating, external communicating comes from whatever's going on inside of that person. So for instance, if that person were a person who was uh, getting a reading from me, for instance, and they were exuding the energy, but not saying, you know, leave me alone, leave me alone, don't talk to me. But externally, they're saying, you know, outwardly, they're saying, I want a reading from you. Um, I would approach my communication with them very differently to work with them, to get them, let's say, in, in a similar vibration so that they could receive the communication I do have for them. Now, even someone like that has already, you know, called and made the commitment to have the reading with me, let's say. But even so, if there's an energy around them that says, don't talk about this and don't talk about that, I might find, you know, as I as I read them and look at what it is that's blocking them, which is often other people's energy, I kind of work around their jungle of, let's say, uh, blockages that don't even want them to have that communication that is not their blockage. So this is not unsimilar to when I first learned to meditate and I ran into a jungle of noise inside of my own head that mostly was not mine, but energy and communication and stuff that I was picking up from the ethers around me. And as you meditate, as you learn to meditate, be in the center of your head, a lot of the things that we have talked about in this show, grounding, being in the body, bringing your aura in, and just being aware of who you are, you start to have an easier way than having a machete going through that jungle to clear the pathway to getting in touch with yourself. You know, once you get in touch with yourself, it gives you a much better ability to get in touch with other people. And that's what helped to bring me out of my shyness. Um, I tried to do it forcefully before I got my training, such as putting myself on stage and working with rock bands and stuff like that. And it was extremely and extraordinarily hard because of the uh, toughness of the energy that I, I at the time could not handle. So as you clear that communication to your own inner beingness, it gives you, it opens up a whole new world for you. And it's an amazing world. The one part of that world is being able to, to be in communication to others from your own inner being instead of climbing into their space. And you could even do it in long distances. And it's really fun when that starts to happen. And the other thing is being able to get in touch with your spirit guides and spirit friends and your deceased family members. It's really an ability we all have. And, you know, like the trick to getting a hold of your deceased family members is you have to be mostly through your grief process first because your vibration is, you know, grieving is normal. And when we're letting someone go, letting them be in the new state that they're in, and we're crying about it and stuff, It's they're not allowed really to get too close to us. And we have a blockage to it anyway. So once you're out of your the main part of your grieving process, that deceased person can communicate with you rather easily. And then going higher on the vibrational level, you are able to start to get closer to what Michael was talking about at the beginning of this show, which was, 
more being able to get in touch with the Holy Spirit, which is an aspect of God, which is what, in a way, is one of the highest vibrations that you can uh, be in touch with because the Holy Spirit and you, in a way, are the same, but the Holy Spirit has the all part of what exists. So bringing it back to some of you, I hear it over and over again. I just can't meditate. I'm just not a person who can meditate. But if someone like me can do it, who could not sit for more than two minutes Hmm. in meditation for the first two years, I tried two years. And then eventually I had my breakthrough. And part of it was just being, you know, I had this little thing where I sat down and every time a thought came into my head about, you know, things that I had to do, like changing the wash load or, uh, you know, some project at work or whatever. I kept a pen and paper by my side and wrote those things down as they came up. And so it got it out of my brain and I didn't have to worry about forgetting it. And eventually, over time, I was able to get quieter and quieter inside. And it's a whole, it's like finding out that our existence is so much broader than just the kind of life you're living in your body. There's so much more to it. Yeah. Uh, everything that Raphael said is is right on the spot in terms of what we need to communicate more. But, you know, like she was saying, uh, one of the things was she had to listen to a, a live rock concert where it's deafening, if you've been to one. <laughs> In order, to, in order to shut out all the noise in her head. And how many people don't realize, okay, the young people who are just starting to come into their own in the world, and how many of them just gravitate toward the loudest, angriest, most you know, obnoxious music sometimes, according to the older generations, is because... They're trying to shut out. They're the most sensitive souls, and they they never learn how to express their communication. Everyone, just like a being a baby, you're born, you know how to communicate. You you know what to communicate. You know communication. You're constantly communicating on a psychic level, uh, nonstop. That's not your problem. People think that I don't know how to communicate or I'm too shy or whatever. No, it's the only problem in communication is how to express that what you're already communicating inside. Oh, because everyone knows, everyone learns that if you blurt out everything that comes across your mind, it's not going to end well, <laughs> right? And know, just because... People that do that. Yeah, there's a lot of people who, who don't know how to, you know, what do you call it, filter what they want to say. No, it's not so much filter what they want to say. It's it's learning how to express what they what they say, what they're already saying. And, and so what does that mean? Like the example... Uh, Raphael gave gave me a chance to chuckle a little bit inside when she said, yeah, like if you're on a plane and you're next to somebody who's going, okay, don't talk to me, don't bother me, on a telepathic level, well, you can respect that and not talk to them unless you need to for some reason. 
And she used the example of, well, I need to get to the next seek, so can you let me buy kind of a thing? Even if they don't want to be bothered, well, guess what? You got to communicate that. Well, I was thinking in terms of being psychic, so many times a psychic sits down and you might be aware that the person doesn't want any interruptions, doesn't want you to talk to them, but you know that the plane is going to crash. (laughs) So do you say... Hi, I'm a, I'm a really great psychic, and I know the plane's going to crash. <laughs> you know chaos is going to ensue, right? And you're going to terrify a person that unneededly, un- unneededly, uh, <laughs> unnecessarily. And so, <laughs> and so then, but you, need, you would like them to know if, if it's true, if, if it's, that's what you need to communicate with them. You don't just blurt it out like that. You, you find a way to express that f- to be of benefit to them because that's the only reason you're communicating is, is to benefit them in some way. If, if you know everybody's going to die, well, let's, let's be prepared a little bit at least, okay? But you're not going to be able to do it when people can't process the way you talk about it. So you might make a, you know oblique reference like, oh yeah, did you did you get your will all written out before you got on this plane? <laughs> I'm being very facetious right now, but but you get the idea. Is oh yeah, so many times I communicated what I needed to communicate to the person in front of me or next to me, but knowing they couldn't handle it. So I communicate the whole thing to another person within earshot of the person who I like it to be heard, you know, and in a way of telling a story or whatever. And I'd say 98% of the time it worked. And I got my communication out without offending or upsetting, unduly upsetting the person that really I wanted to communicate that to. Well, we're just about at the end of our show, if you can believe it. Boy, did this go fast. (laughs) Once again, we thank you for your loving support, and we're grateful that we could spend this hour with you each week. We hope our show gives you new insights and tools to help you navigate through your spiritual and psychic life every day. Next week's broadcast will be one of our Encore episodes, especially selected by our network director, from our archive of over 260 shows. Since we will be at the Infusion Center every day this week for Michael's medical treatments. Join us for the Encore episode for inspiration, healing, and enrichment on your path of awakening. Then following Wednesday, the following Wednesday after next Wednesday, we'll be back with our brand new live show, How Do You Deal with the Psychic Peer Pressure of Group Thought? Hmm. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>